0: Because it's a tradition from when I was growing up. There's a movie called The Worst Witch that's you got Tim Curry in it and Fizura, Bel- whatever her name is, I can't remember. And it's terrible. And it's got this great song Tim Curry sings, like, anything can happen on Halloween. It's bad. It's all bad. It's all <laughs> on green screen. And it's only like 65 minutes. And they're like, oh my gosh, mom, like, eat your chili and watch this movie. It's Halloween. This is what we do. And they're like, really? And I'm like, this is it. <laughs> We're cool. doing it. You're listening to the Mother Effin Podcast
1: with Patty Crouch and Heather Dragulescu.
0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Mother Effin Podcast.
1: Podcast. Uh, so, thank you to Gracie. <laughs> you listened 55 times, and we appreciate it.
0: <laughs> we totally appreciate it. Um, but no, thank you to all the people who listened the first time.
1: I felt, I felt loved and supported. Like it was I really did. fun listening to my friends text me, going, "This is great," and I shared it with a friend, like. It was very, It was. I felt loved and supported. So thanks for loving and supporting us if you're listening again.
0: Yes, it's, so it's good times. So today's a big day for us, though.
1: Yeah. So Heather's the type of person who kind of like does stuff. <laughs> and she wanted to do, like explore comedy a little bit more and then just yeah. stand up. And so she found. Let's you, also be a little bit more honest. I'm
0: kind of robotic on stage sometimes, so I wanted to learn to. Loosen up, be more in the moment.
1: So, we started improv <laughs> class. Yes. At UCB, mm-hmm. Upright Citizen Brigade, which, which is like, I was gonna say Liz Lemon, but it's not Liz Lemon, it's Tina Fey. Tina Fey. I was just gonna say and it's Polar. a really nice building because that's a really great cafe. Oh, it's great, and it's a very supportive environment. So, for the last eight weeks, we have been going once has a it week. Has it been eight weeks? Yeah, this is our eighth class. Oh my gosh. We've been going to class for three hours on Wednesdays and learning mm-hmm. improv, mm-hmm. and today is our last class, and Friday is our show. It's
0: your show. I will
1: not be in town for the last oh, show. i will be there in spirit.
0: I'll be there in spirit.
1: Um, it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be good.
0: I think it's going to be really we're good. We're
1: definitely new, mm-hmm. and we're definitely not seasoned, so I wouldn't say it's going to be great.
0: I will say we definitely have better comedic timing than others.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I agree. So. Um, I don't think it's gonna be like pull your teeth, oh my goodness, I have to sit here and watch this. Yeah. But I definitely, it's not gonna be like run home and tell your folks about it, like kind of thing. It's gonna yeah. be a show. It is. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh,
0: let's see, what were your expectations for improv and what did you end up like? Did you meet them or did something else come through?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Okay, that's a good question. I know. Um, I asked it. <laughs> I don't really know what I expected. I think I just wanted to get more comfortable on stage and be able. No, I expected to be able to be better at like crowd work and like Mm -hmm. thinking on my feet and that kind of stuff, which it did help, but not in the way that I expected. Like Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to be able to like think of jokes and stuff, but improv's more about scenes and carrying it through. So is this different? I did get more comfortable on stage. Like, Yeah. That was good. I definitely feel like I'm getting better at trusting my comedic instincts. Mm -hmm. Like Dave and all these people are like, you have these comedic instincts, just trust them. And I'm like, "Um, are you sure? (laughs) Like I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Like I'm not sure people laughing at me or with me. (laughs) It can be both. I feel like at the end of the day, as long as I get that laugh. (laughs) That's true. I you to know. get the laugh or an awe, which I yeah. tend to get a lot of ahs. But they're which on I'm your side. Like, I mean, that yeah. was the one thing about improv. Like, if they awe, they're still on your side. They're listening. Yeah, which that's something I probably learned was that, yeah. like, it's okay to be a, get an awe just as mm-hmm. much. It's like the whole idea is just to connect with your audience and yeah. stand up. And, yes, they want there to laugh and release and, like, that kind of thing. But at the yeah. same time, people just want to relate. And that, I think that's the reason why I love stand up so much oh. is that. You get to relate with this audience with your story. Yeah. That's that's really fun. Um, so in improv, it's definitely not my favorite. Yeah. Like stand-up. After I can do a stand-up show, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I love this. Yeah. Like I want to do it again. And with improv, the classes have been fun because I liked learning something new. I liked learning the structure behind it. Like feel mm-hmm. so, like my nerdiness kind of liked it. Yeah. And then my mom of like, I'm not folding laundry, liked <laughs> yes. it as well. Yeah. But and the I, people were great. Oh, and the it was, people no. are loved me. And the UCB is a great place. Yeah. Like it's very supportive. Yeah, There's very, I don't want to say you feel loved. That's a little bit more intense. I don't know if UCB <laughs> loves me but you feel like you I know I was never shamed or like no and there was like, nothing and shame seems really intense no. too but like i would say that there are times here's the funny thing i think i
0: agree with you i get more out of stand up than i get out of improv
1: yeah
0: but i will say this the improv classes are much better for your psyche and well-being than stand up classes <laughs> <laughs> because there are times in stand up where you're like i'm failing so hard up here and you don't like it, instructor, whoever instructor is there for the day, if it's going to be Ken Pringle or Josh Schneider or Dave Reinitz or even Renee Percy, when they're like, mm, and you're like, oh, dear.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm uh, sorry. And they, you know, uh, maybe because it's so microscopic on you in stand-up, like even in the class setting, it's about you and your it's thoughts. It's more vulnerable. It is. So it does hit another layer. So I will say that improv at least made me feel happy every week. Like I didn't go out going, well, I totally told a bad joke that Dave groaned at and was (laughs) like, you should never do that again. Like that didn't happen. So that's good. What was the top thing you got out of it? Um, I think I was telling everybody, including you, that what I wanted was the same thing, like comfort on stage, being able to think on my feet. But I really, at the end of the day, I wanted to see if I was good at improv because in my mind, I was thinking short form. Whose line is it anyway? Style, and I was like, I want to be like those guys. And then you find out about long form, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm gonna be honest, I have not really enjoyed a full show top to end
1: of improv. Like yeah, even at, at the UCB theaters. Yeah, some of
0: those scenes run a little too long, and you want people to cut them.
1: Well, that's what's so different too, is because yeah. with stand up, it's like the longer the setup, you better have a better punch. Yeah, you know, like there's a. Payout factor. Yeah. And the payout factor, because the setups have to be longer in improv, because you have to get to the who, what, the where, your partner has to figure out what you're doing. Like, it's Mm going to be 15, 20 seconds before you can even begin to even think about a laugh. Well, if you're doing that in stand up, if you have like a 15 minute second setup, like, you better make that person laugh. Like, it has to be a good payout. So it's a different kind of. The first show I went to as improv, I was like, I was used to the, the stand-up of laugh, 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 yeah. laugh, laugh, laugh. And improv, it's like laugh. Chuckle, yeah. chuckle, laugh.
0: It's a Chuckle, it's, laugh.
1: Like, it's not...
0: And yet people, people love it. I think it's because you're watching people come up with stuff off the top of their which head, which is amazing. amazing. Yeah. Um, I will say that last class we had was the first one where I went, oh, I get it.
1: It came together it. a lot more. It
0: did. And I really think at the end of the day, I felt our group, because we were in the same group, last class, was really, for the most part, all on the same page. Like, we all knew kind of what the ideas were the moment we started setting stuff up. And we were kind of okay to go with it. And I think we had a a much more kind of fun group. And also, he said something that was so important. What did he say? That whole, like... If you're going to do something and somebody does it again, you've got to have that rule of three that breaks it, like this idea of breaking it, like that breaking the pattern. And I was like, oh, I get it. If people just follow stand-up rules and improv, it'll be so good. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes. But, I mean, I don't hate it enough that I'm not – here's a plug for Comedy a la Carte. Next year in 2019, we will be bringing an improv show
1: at an ice cream store. So (laughs) – I love doing it more than I love seeing it. Yeah. And with stand-up, I feel like I – like seeing it yeah, too, yeah you yeah, know? Yeah. So I think that's the difference because doing it, I'm like, yeah. But then going to a show, I was like, meh.
0: I definitely want to go take maybe a comedy sports or an improv Olympics type class. I'm
1: in mean, Just Tell me when I win. Yeah. <laughs> you did the research. I'll pay the fee. Uh,
0: it's, it's one of those things where I don't think I'm done with improv. I think what I like is that looseness that it's giving me. That's um. Tough. So, but I don't know if I want to do Harold.
1: You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't <laughs> think long form is for me. Yeah, and I do want to see Ask Cat because mm-hmm. I f- want to see the, like the pro, pro, pros. Yeah, do like it. The creamer and the crop do it, and maybe I just haven't gone
0: to the cream of the crop.
1: Yeah, because it does take a while to to. It's about it a team. With Your team, mm-hmm. and to like be able to know what they're going to think and anticipate what they're going to think. You know, I mean, yeah. Chris and I are been together for fifteen years, yeah. and I'm I can now predict his. A little bit more. I was always predictable, but now I'm like, oh, now I know what's gonna set him off, you know. But it takes a while. So like that in the comedic time, like getting to know your your partner and like what's going on and all that kind of stuff. So I kind of want to see it. But I still love stand up. (laughs) Oh yeah, I'm we're stand up still. Yeah, I'm glad I found flappers as well, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: versus maybe some, some other comedy teacher. Because I feel like they're really supportive. Like there's a whole it is. group and a community. And it I, is. It, entertainment in this industry is just like so cutthroat. So it's, it like, is. it's nice to do something where it's like, okay. I also like
0: watching people progress. Yeah. Like you watch people grow and change, and it's really nice. And yeah, um,
1: that's so true.
0: I got, I think, a nice compliment when people were like, your set has dramatically changed over the set. You know, because I was taking Renee Percy's level one, she's like, asked me to be in it. Um, cause it's her first time teaching the level one, all ladies. And she's like, I just want some other. So Julie O'Leary, another great comic who's been doing this for years is in the class as well. I didn't just get bumped down to level one. I think that's what it is. My ego is trying to tell people I didn't get bumped down to the bottom again, but it was an all level class is how it was presented. Yes. Not a low level. Was presented as an all level? Oh, I didn't like know. I thought it was a level class. one. It was an all women's class, which was nice. Um, but they're like, it's amazing to see how it transformed from like the first week where you had these really rough ideas into something so polished, (laughs) so polished. (laughs) It's nice to see that. And it's nice to hear that from people, um, because you work hard on it. You work hard and your curious George said is getting great. Renee Percy, man, again, you can, you can easily transform that from a you perspective as being the man. I think you can do that to cosplay comedy. Um, I
1: want to do cosplay. I need to ask Kyle. Cosplay
0: comedy is run by Kyle, Chris, Chris, Chris. I think Kyle, Chris, Chris. Kyle. Sorry, Kyle, if I mispronounce your last. Name. You know what? It's I have a very complicated last name, so I don't, I don't expect you to pronounce mine right, and I don't like pronounce yours. Jurassic but um, he does a show called Cosplay Comedy, where people dress up as characters from like books, cartoons, anything that's a character really, movies. So I did the T Rex from Jurassic Park. It was a good set. It was a good set, I felt. And it was a lot of fun. I went in a full T-Rex costume, the inflatable kind. And uh, I just think it's one of those things where it makes you rethink what you're doing. When you have to think of something from another point of view.
1: Yeah. And that's one thing with improv is like the one reason why I liked it but also didn't like it long term is that it... You get to be other people, yeah. which is kind of fun. Like I yeah. get why actors like to do that. They get to yeah. play different characters and have different sets of yeah. perspectives and emotions and standards and all sorts of stuff. So I think that's kind of fun Like with the cosplays. For, as a standup comedian, you get to be, be something else, something else yeah. which is kind of fun to think of that perspective. And then it probably hones your skills, too. Like you really need joke structure yeah, a lot more because you're thinking of another perspective, so you need to make yeah. sure. Like, I want to do it. Yeah,
0: it's, I think it's, it's definitely the honing of the skills because I can get very wordy, just like right now. I get very wordy <laughs> and I, my no. jokes can get very wordy and right. I can lose punchlines. Like I just... I may be skinny in the real world, but my jokes are fat. <laughs> but that's the great thing about cosplay comedy is when you're forced to think about it from another perspective, you go back to that, well, I got to have my setup and now I've got to have my punchline yeah. and my feeling. And so it goes back to very rudimentary... Early ideas. So I'm just saying, if you're in a rut, like a writing rut, which I was in, go write as something else, <laughs> like a character Why and not? it will set you free. I'm ex- I, I want to try it. You're going to be, so. it'll be great. You just got to get a big yellow hat or at least make one. You can probably craft one of those up. Okay. I got a lot of yellow duct tape if you need it.
1: Oh, I may call you upon that. <laughs> I think my friend's five year old was a
0: was a monkey or was, a yellow hat. Was
1: made in the yellow hat. So I mean like, can I just borrow the hat?
0: I don't know if a five-year-old's hat is going to look as dramatically large
1: <laughs> on an adult. <laughs> I'm just <Okay>. saying. <laughs> all right, fine. I need him to tell me yes before I go out and buy nice. a yellow hat. You could probably make it. So. Do you make Halloween costumes
0: for your kids? No. Okay. Do
1: you, Are you making them this
0: year? Oh, I had all these dreams about how I was going to make all my kids Halloween costumes because I love, I make my own, All I used to, not anymore, but I used to make them all the time and Bobby and I would do you make, crazy. You make like
1: that one was Like extravagant, like it was a oh, full toddler on, like, and tiara wedding dress. Like it was a full, it was a wet, it was thing. a
0: toddler and tiara with the cupcake skirt. It was great, it was but so you good. You made it all, like, oh
1: yeah, of course. Of I course. sew like a mofo. I love sewing. My idea of sewing is like curtains and totes, like, oh, so I don't straight do, edges. <laughs> <do>, yes, <yeah>, straight <laughs> edges are my friends.
0: Oh, I love gathers. If I can gather something, I will gather for days. I'm, I'm so good at gathering, oh, I'm not. it's beautiful.
1: I got the gathering foot. <laughs> that I don't use all the time, so I really don't know how I don't
0: even to use, use it. the foot. I just like make the chains and you just like pull them. I don't know. I'm old school. I like They're it. They're old school. But um, yeah, so it's just, I don't know. It's so much fun. I love doing it. I love making costumes. I thought I was going to make my kids, and then I'm like, oh, I have no time. <laughs> it's,
1: well, and they change so often. Like, I'm like, no, if you're going to be this and I'm going to buy it, you can't on Halloween be like, I don't want to be stormtrooper anymore. I want to be Darth Vader. It's like, That doesn't work. Yeah. So I I think that's the reason why I'm scared a little bit is if I spend so much time making it, then I'm going to be like, but mm, that wasn't what I was thinking. Yeah. No. So. I make them
0: record like on video where they go, I promise for Halloween,
1: (laughs) I'm going to be. That is, so you physically record them. So So they go, no, mom, I wanted to be like, hold on. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. That is, I mean, that's a good, that's a good touch. Just so I can show them because we always have this
0: where they change their minds. I'm like, no, we already agreed. I don't remember. So now we record them when we need them to
1: so, be firm on a decision so we can go back and say, you said it. I should it. have done that with soccer and ballet. Yeah. Because in the middle, she's like, I want to do ballet. I was like, I asked you.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> Listen, I know. It sounds like blackmailing your kids. Like, or I've got a video of you agreeing to see, you know, like it sounds terrible, but, um, it really is kind of the only way. Like, yeah, they want to do everything. So usually in August I make them make their decision because I buy the costumes. There's always a little bit of a sale in August and I buy the costumes then before they go like hard to find. So their costumes are purchased before school starts. Bella's going to be now like a Renaissance lady. Like I got her a really beautiful mask. Like that's what she wanted, a mask and a Renaissance dress. And I was like, all right, done.
1: How do you not find I'm not slutty in her size now? Oh, you can find like
0: not slutty ones. Don't buy tweens. We should do that. Screw
1: the podcast. We're going to make not (laughs) slutty slutty Halloween costumes. It's
0: hard. But I mean, if you buy like a regular adult one, because they've got trashy adult costumes and then they have regular adult costumes. So she's in the adult size now. So the tween ones are awful. Like the teen ones are like trying to be too cute. I'm like, come on. Gateway hooker clothes. It is. It really is. Gateway hooker clothes. Anna's like, I want to be a vampire.
1: (laughs) You should have asked. I had a vampire outfit. But
0: she's bigger than your girls, aren't they?
1: Yeah, I get you know, them big like, all the time. Oh, okay. so I'm like, you can wear this for five years. She, yeah, so she wanted to be a vampire. She's like, I just want the collar.
0: Like, like that's what she was fix- She's like, I want blood and I want teeth. So we bought her fake teeth that we have to apply. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what are we doing?
1: Why don't you just do those cheesy, like, plastic ones? No, guns?
0: no. She wants the ones, like, we have to They're
1: apply like it with, cents. like,
0: spirit gum to, like, her teeth. Like, she wants legit. She wants blood running down her mouth. And I'm like, all right. Uh, and then Tony wants to be a ninja.
1: We had a ninja outfit yesterday, <laughs> last year too.
0: You know, this is the first year they have done non characters, like non licensed characters. Oh. Because usually it's like I want to be this princess. Oh, the one year on is like I want to be a monkey. Which FYI, super hard that year to find a monkey costume. <laughs> I don't know what was up, but I could not. It was like the hardest. I had to buy one off of eBay for like forty five bucks, and I was, and it's it was like, a little too small. And I was like, here's some leggings. It's gonna work. Yeah,
1: we we'll fine. It work. You gave it to us actually. Oh, did I? Oh, the monkey one? Okay. Uh, what are yours going to be this year? Um, I just bought them two days ago because uh-huh. we did not buy them in August. And I could do TikTok. Amazon Prime. Okay. <laughs> That's true. And Zandi actually found one that she liked. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nope, it's not going to be here. done not on Amazon Prime. I'm going to do yeah. another one. <laughs> she wants to be, she's being what is, a unicorn. Oh, nice. But it's like this unicorn dress. So mm-hmm. it's like this little tutu dress. And Cute. the little eyes are on like the... On her boobs. On her boob. we like that right now. Her eyes are on her boobs. That's like great. Uh, up at my eyes. No, not those eyes. Not These those eyes. eyes. <laughs> um, and then it has a little headband that has a little cute unicorn horn on it. That sounds cute. So I think she'll actually wear that randomly on a Saturday all the time. Hers was like twenty five, which I was like, okay, that's not bad. And then Lexi wanted to be a stormtrooper, so I got a stormtrooper for thirty six dollars. Mm. So then. My mom, Mimi, sent us a Woody costume, and it's super cute. cute. For and Jackson? It has a hat and everything. Oh, so yes. cute. Kind of excited that he's kind of disabled because I could probably make him wear what I want him to make for another, like, four years. <laughs> so, woo And he's so tiny that he's going to look adorable no matter what. Oh, yeah. So, he's so cute. So, um, so he's in. A, so it ended up after said and done. Everyone's like twenty bucks. Which I'm like, okay. Whew, That's not bad. This idea of cost like fifty dollars a piece. Like, oh yeah, you wear it once. I and mean, my kids do yeah. dress up randomly. Like, yeah. wear it two or three times. I randomly, think. Well, Tony,
0: Tony came in pretty cheap this time at like under twenty. Anna's dress, Ninja, yeah, yeah, Anna's dress was pretty cheap. Bella's dress I got pretty cheap. I'm
1: surprised you didn't just like.
0: But the mask was expensive. Well, the mask was relatively expensive. For a mask, it was like $10.
1: Why didn't you just do ninja, like wear them all black, and you sew him like an eye thingy?
0: It doesn't work that way because my kids are all about
1: fair. What's fair? If she's getting a costume, I have to get a costume. Equity is everyone's needs being met.
0: Listen. Is
1: his his need of having a ninja costume met? Yes, it is. Here's
0: the deal. I was really sick this weekend. Yeah, and so thank you for not dying. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you for thanking me for not dying. <laughs> um, I was dying, and the kids are being awful because when mom's down, chaos begins. Like as soon as I leave the house, they start annoying my husband because he just can't. He's not as gripped on them. Like he doesn't have such an iron fist like I do. So when mom's sick, it's like they're gonna. They. It's like mom's weak. Let's go. Let's attack. And I had it's to like make the wounded dog. It though. is get the wounded animal now. And I was making them dinner. And they were just being awful all day, like stupid, it's not fair, it's blah, 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 she got hit. And I was like, you guys are going to die poor and alone. Because you're so concerned about what's fair and what's this and that. I'm like, you're going to be poor and you're going to be alone. Nobody's going to want to be with you. Nobody's going to give you a job. I looked at Bobby and I said, we better start saving our money for us because we can't rely on them when we get older. They're not going to take care of us because they're going to be poor and alone. And I just kept repeating it like over and over and over again.
1: You're so funny.
0: I'm not wrong. <laughs>
1: no. That's the truth. I'm not but wrong. Some of the things you say to your kids, I'm like... You really said that? Yeah. And you're like, yep, yeah, I did. I can't. Like, oh, I thought that, but I didn't say it.
0: Yeah. No, I do because I just can't. Like, they, they pushed me.
1: They pushed me too far. So you're sick. You're always...
0: Ugh. I was feeding them and they're like, it's not fair. I have more broccoli on mine and he has more. And I'm like, really? If we, if, It's like, I'm not going to sit there and analyze and weigh the broccoli oh, yeah. and rave. It's like, just take a spoonful of the soup. Just take it. I haven't apologized and I'm not going to because I'm right.
1: I hate when moms are sick. It's not like you can just sit in bed and binge watch Netflix and like get better.
0: I got mad at Bobby because he got sick, of course, after me. I was like, look at this, look how nice I am and look at how much I take care of you because I feel so bad for you. He's like, I know, but when you're sick, I feel so bad for me too
1: (laughs) because I have to deal with everything. I'm like, that's not how it works. Chris tries. Like He'll be like, don't mess up with, don't talk to mommy. She's sick. But then they'll come in and be like, Mama, we made you soup and I'm like, It has cheese sticks and like yeah. Fritos in it. Like now I have to pretend to eat this crappy yeah. soup that
0: they made. At least they like, make you something. Your kids aren't going to die porn alone. They're, they're thoughtful. Mine
1: just like scream at each I'm other. I'm getting them cooking lessons for Christmas because they can't Oh, cook. that's adorable. Actually that's super want. Adorable. They want to make the turkey for Thanksgiving. I'm like, I don't want to make the turkey for Thanksgiving. We're having steak. Yeah, like, <laughs> This is what we do. That's but,
0: adorable though. But
1: if, so even Chris tries to like let me have a mm-hmm. day. It's like they just want you. Yeah. They never not want you. Why do they want and it's mom? Great when it's like three in the morning, I feel three in the afternoon, not yeah. in the morning, three in the afternoon and you f- you're, feel great. Yeah. Yes. You, you're, you appreciate that they want Yes, you. But when it's like you're sick on your deathbed. Though I argue, tired, mine at least, sick. if I'm fine and it's three in the afternoon,
0: they want to be on their iPads. Yeah, of course. When I'm sick and dying is when they're like,
1: me. And they're like you Stop it. you never spend time with us. I'm like, because I'm hawking off the lungs.
0: I'm like, like I'm 102 <laughs> fever. I'm going to die right now. So just <laughs> leave me alone. Let me die in peace. That's all I want.
1: <laughs> you're like, just sit there and look at me that's
0: it just please go away so yeah so at least I'll be better uh, I did some major work on the Halloween decorations
1: yeah you got we're doing all out on this Day
0: of the Dead for them
1: so I love that you embrace their culture you embrace the Mexican culture yeah, more than the, I did here's
0: the deal this is what I found out about Day of the Dead not all Mexicans in Mexico celebrate it nope so, I don't know. Maybe they come from a part of Mexico that doesn't celebrate it. But, mm. well, we're going to.
1: They'll celebrate it now.
0: Yeah. We saw Coco is what happened. <laughs> we saw Coco, which is a great movie. It's my favorite. I, I think it's now my favorite Pixar film. Really? Yeah.
1: Um, I haven't watched it in full. <gasps> like, in one sitting. I've watched all of it. Oh, we tried. But pieces. I was doing hair. And uh, then I, I was it. consoling people who were scared of it. Yeah. So, like... So maybe if I saw it the whole time, like in one sitting, I may have cried and liked it. I, I was
0: bawling every single time in the theater.
1: I okay, times the theater. guys, if Heather is bawling, <laughs> you know it's good. You know it's good. It and just I struck a chord.
0: My grandfather died from Alzheimer's. and
1: Yeah, that part where she starts singing.
0: Yeah, and I, I remember alert. seeing videos where like they would sing to my grandfather and he'd become alert. So it was just like, oh. Bobby was with me. I took him. He's like, I don't want to see Coco. He was like, didn't care. And I was like, no, you have to see this movie in the theaters. Like I saw it. Three times.
1: In the theaters? <clears throat> yeah.
0: I saw it three times because I was like, I have to see it. I think I've seen it
1: twice broken up in over four oh, days doing hair. I've literally watched it this month like four times. <laughs> like, I love this movie. Well, you need to do your research. I, it's
0: research. Yeah, so that's so I'm going to call research. it. But it's also because I have. I bought it on like digital and on my 4K. Oh, you must version. have been
1: crazy at Disneyland on the whole section. Did you see the I show? I loved it.
0: Oh, I did. I loved it all. I bought Anna the Coco because she loves it too. The Coco Mickey ears. So you, you, Mini ears. You're doing that. So, yeah. So, I'm doing Day of the Dead for Halloween this year. That's going to be now our new exterior theme, is going to be Day of the Dead. Because the kids want an ofrenda. So I've had to like go online and be like, hello, friends who actually do this. How do I do this? And they've been very helpful. Like I found out November 2nd is when you celebrate the adults, not the first. The first is for the kids. But you finish decorating by the 31st. So we're going to finish decorating before that because I need to get it done. But it's going to be like I got fake marigolds for the outside. I've made huge stuff. Done like weather treating on everything. Lights. And when I come back this weekend, we're going to finally put everything up. i got to finish gluing my gems on my mask, my skull, sugar skull. These sugar skulls are amazing. I love gems, and I want to glue gems on everything now, bedazzle. I want to bedazzle everything.
1: I like the way she didn't call it bedazzle at first. No, I'm high class. I'm calling it gems. Gems. (laughs) But really,
0: it's bedazzling.
1: But Um, really, it's bedazzling for those of you who don't know what gemming is.
0: I'll post it to our Instagram when it's done, oh, you're but the have to. the insanity that I've done with these masks, like these sugar skulls—not masks or sugar skulls—like I think I've got mine has over a hundred. <laughs> I'm like, there's a piece of white space. It's I need exciting. to put some it's stuff exciting, there. Even though
1: that you're taking it on for them, like that's oh, they cool. love it. They want it, and that you're doing it, and you do all out. Like you go all out, yeah. all the time. Like
0: well, tradition is huge in our family. Tradition's very big. Always growing up, we're very traditional.
1: See, that's interesting because I'm. Letting go of so many traditions because I feel like I have to, I can't have the expectation of it all. Yeah, I I think I just bulldozed my way through
0: life, and I was like, "You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna like, <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna do, it. do it." I mean, we've altered a lot of our traditions for them. Like Halloween, I always used to throw a party, um, and I made my famous pumpkin chili and stuff. Oh yeah, I wanted that. It's really delicious. I'm gonna say it. it's really good. Um, so I still make the pumpkin chili. I don't throw the party anymore, but the weekend before Halloween, the Saturday, we for family movie night, we do a triple feature. And we eat a whole bunch of Halloween goodies and like I do my pumpkin chili thing. And then on Halloween, we eat leftovers, you know, the pumpkin chili leftovers because it lasts and it gets better the longer it's been sitting. Mm. And then we go trick or treating for like two and a half hours. And then they dump all their candy in the center of the floor uh-huh. and they get to keep 50 pieces, which they can only eat three at a time when they get a dessert option, when they're, when they've earned dessert, but they are allowed to keep 50 pieces, 50? 50, 50. I don't know why it's fifty. It doesn't divide evenly into thirty. I guess I should do sixty. But anyways, they round robin, so they get
1: to pick five pieces at a should time that 30 they Thirty, and then have it be done in ten days. I know. So,
0: so then they keep their fifty pieces. They keep their fifty pieces, and then Bobby lets them eat. He's like Heather, it's Halloween night. They have to be able to eat some of their candy that they. Have. I'm like, what are you talking about? And He's like, you got to let them. So they get three pieces they're allowed to eat that night, and then everything else uh, gets taken to my work. And I'm like, here, enjoy. The fruits of my children's labor. You're eating sweatshop candy. Sweatshop <laughs> 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 <The> candy. <laughs> that they had to walk. I mean, I think last year we walked three miles or something in the two hours of Y'all, trick-or-treating. You...
1: Do you trick-or-treat? That 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 whole everything you said almost triggered me. <laughs> oh no. Like my kids could not handle any of that. Like, no. Any of it. Um normally I have con- conned them, except last year was the first time we went trick-or-treating. I've conned them into handing out candy. And so oh. they get into their costumes and we just stay in our heart and we like hand out all the candy. That's and then we cute. go in and watch Curious George. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like the Curious George Halloween episode? A Halloween episode where the headless scarecrow or something. I should know that. I'm an expert in Curious George. <laughs> um, and that's it. true. And so they've never, they've never had one piece of candy on Halloween. And then this last year, they really wanted to go trick-or-treating So I prearranged three friends got the candy that was patty approved, (laughs) gave it to them, they knocked on the door, said trick or treat, got the three pieces of candy from the three friends, ate those three pieces and we called it a day. Went home and watched Curious George. (laughs) Do they like it though at least? Yeah, they got to go trick or treating.
0: Like I mean you've gotta make those those alterations sometimes. Yeah, like it just I was that? like,
1: it's not flashbacks it <laughs> hasn't happened, but, like, I just envision them knocking on a door, saying trick-or-treat, Gem getting candy, her going, Sister, got you! Yeah. And then this huge breakout <laughs> happening, and then, like, them not wanting to walk and then being scared of certain things. Like, it just does – they're really good at knowing that they don't do sugar. Like, they're yeah. really good. We go to birthday parties. Someone will offer them cake, and they're like, "No, thank you." Mm-hmm. They'll offer the candy bag. The minute they get their favor bag, they bring it to me. I take all the crap that they can't have. They don't give it to their friends. Oh, that's nice. Like they're really great. Like they, have for now. I mean, I'm okay <laughs> if, like, in high school. Yeah, they rebel with chocolate cake. Oh,
0: that's candy? the worst thing you rebel with? That's, like, the best ever. You're like, that, all right, I'll all right, do it. This. you know? like, You know what? You good. say that now, and then they're going to be bouncing off the walls because they've never had it. <laughs> You're going to be like, oh, no, this is the worst.
1: Can you just switch to pot? You'll be so much more mellow. It's <laughs> like, pot well, would be so much better. And it's legal. Yeah. So, like, the idea of, like, trick-or-treat for two and a half hours and getting so much candy and then. It's a good walk. It's a good walk in. And they're so exhausted and after the excitement. Yeah.
0: That they go to bed pretty easily. They're so
1: exhausted after watching Curious (laughs) George. We're all calm.
0: We all go to bed. Normal time. I will tell you, what they hate is on Halloween, because it's a tradition from when I was growing up, there's a movie called The Worst Witch that's got Tim Curry in it and Fizuro, whatever her name is, I can't remember. And it's terrible. And it's got this great song, Tim Curry sings, like, anything can happen on Halloween. It's bad. It's all bad. It's all <laughs> on green screen. And it's only like 65 minutes. And they're like, oh my gosh, mom, like, eat your chili and watch this movie. It's Halloween. This is what we do. And they're like, really? And I'm like, this is it. We're doing it. But now on November 2nd, we're going to have our big day of the dead. That's to be add to that. Yeah. Celebration. Okay.
1: I'm hoping that like, I think every year I just reassess and I'm like, okay, what can they handle? What can they handle? And I don't see to. us ever really going trick or treating because mm-hmm. the idea of like, let's spend two and a half hours getting all this candy and then giving all of it away. Seems so mean They me.
0: don't mind. <laughs> it's, it's good times. It's fun.
1: It's, I mean, we're making memories regardless. And that's what it comes down to. When my therapist said... I was really sad about Christmas mm-hmm. and like all the things that I had to give up and I was it was just sad and he was like well pick the ones that you want and adapt them and you do them the way mm-hmm. you want to do them so you feel like you have the Christmas that you want to have yeah and so I'm thinking like every year just kind of creating like what they can handle and then eventually we'll have our traditions
0: yeah I mean made. it's it's also traditions are about making new
1: ones what I learned from him is like it's really the memories of making mm-hmm. being together and so yeah no matter what you do so now it's like I make Christmas cookies every year. And one year I made them by myself and it was kind of nice. <laughs> and the other year people joined me. And then this last year people came in and out. Like yeah. Lexi helped me make the dough. Andy helped me like do something else with it. Like Jackson just, ate them. <laughs> yes. And then we couldn't share them because we probably licked them all.
0: So you told me somebody said something to you about private adoption.
1: Yeah. So, so a lot of our story is mm-hmm. about fostering, right? Yeah. And there's international adoption. There's private adoption. And I had coffee with some friends a couple days ago, yesterday. And I was talking to them, and she point out came up to me. Both of them are adopted moms. Both of them are in Jackson Special mm-hmm. Needs class at preschool. And she looked at me across the table and said, did anyone tell you it was going to be this hard? Oh, And I went, no, but as fostering... You have an idea that it's gonna be hard. Yeah. And she goes, I had no clue. she Really. Was like, with private adoption, she didn't say this part, but like this is what we gathered. With private adoption, it's like you just think it's this easier. Parent. Yeah. are gonna relinquish their rights, and it's like they want this child. It's to be loved. It's a hard choice. She goes, but it doesn't mean they got the prenatal care. It doesn't mean they stopped doing drugs. Mm. It doesn't mean any of that. The state for fostering comes in with yeah. it. She's like, so yes, it's little, but there's so much stuff that happens prenatally that can cause so much issues. Yeah.
0: I didn't think and about I just that. looked at
1: that and was like, man, I've always thought of private adoption as this like, I don't want to say perfect adoption because no, obviously no, it's no, not no. adoption's a loss. You lost yeah. your birth mom. Like regardless, yeah. you've lost your birth mom. You already have a huge loss. Mm-hmm. But it's opened my eyes of like, man, even private adoption is so much uglier. Yeah. And I was just thinking of that quote of like, You get beauty from the ashes. Like there's Mm -hmm. some, like, there's beauty from the ashes. And I sat there and we were like, what you don't think about is the ashes come from fire. Mm -hmm. And fire is the hard part of all the trauma and the hurt and the crazy. And for private adoption, that happens in utero. And it was just interesting to me because I didn't, like, I've never thought of private adoption as so ugly as well. I guess that's a weird way to say it, but, like, it was was eye-opening because I was going... Man,
0: like, yeah, I always thought like those kids were. It was like, oh, this young sixteen-year-old who
1: couldn't, you know, couldn't, yeah. you wanted get, to you have a New life. you get neurotypical kids, like right. And then I'm like, mm. oh, but maybe this percentage of like, oh, any any mom, yeah. any person who gives natural birth can easily have a mm. child with Down syndrome, a child yeah. with autistic. You know, there's just. But I thought I it was like less of a risk. I thought it was less of a risk, yeah. and in my and, and it's a higher risk than I realized. Yeah, and maybe not as high as fostering because. You never know. Like, you yeah. You got your kids at 6, 9, and 10, you know? It's like, obviously, there's a lot more there, yeah. you know? But at the same time, like, interesting. I it, never thought of it that way. I ne- and I was like, man. So in my head, I'm like, we we're talking about fostering a lot. But really, when we talk about adoption, it's like across the board, international adoption. Like, it's just the talking about adoption. Well,
0: that sucks that about private because that's a lot of money.
1: <laughs> I know. That's another thing. She I was like, I spent, we spent $30,000. And I was like, oh. <gasps>
0: Oh my gosh! I was like, my
1: that's a car, yeah. My man cost two grand. I'm like, mm, I'm so cheap. I know. <laughs> I would be like, Do you have a discounted model? Oh my
0: gosh, yeah, but that's Isn't tough. That weird. Like, it I is. didn't
1: ever think of it that way. Did you ever want to do private or anything else? We or never thought of any other way because the church that we belonged had a huge fostering, mm-hmm. so it was like that was the only thing. So it made sense. It was like, gotcha. oh yeah. When I was 16 and thought, oh, I want to adopt, I didn't know anything about what kind. You know, I yeah. was just like, I didn't even know. That you there's could foster a, adopt yeah. anything. And then our church was really high in fostering. So it made sense. There's love your neighbor. There's neighbors right here that need love. You oh, know? gotcha. And international adoption scares me a little bit just because you don't know if you have a really good organization. And then it's mm-hmm. like so political, they're going to close yeah. and you could, you know. So it just always like scared me a little bit in the aftermath. Like I'm always like, okay, we made the right choice. Yeah. Like I feel like we made the right choice doing fostering. It was what we were called to do. It was what our family yeah. did and needed and whatever. So we never thought of any other. Kind, and now I'm like, uh, at least with foster, I knew I was going to, Yeah, I the risk I thought is the
0: risk you were told. I thought I was always going to go international first, and then I was like, oh, uh, that's a lot of money, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to do that anymore. Um, and then I was like, well, what? I never wanted to do private. Private was never an option. And then I watched Nia Vardalos on like the Today Show or something, and she was the representative for like the National Foster care agencies and did a whole thing like FFAs and I was like what adopt them foster what you can foster to adopt what so that's when we started to go that process I remember going I'm not going to have an open adoption and then being convinced that open adoption was a good idea and then the court saying you shouldn't have an open adoption <laughs> <laughs> so I mean it's interesting I didn't at first I didn't want to have the birth family in our life, like without even knowing these kids, just like, I'd feel like that would be very uncomfortable for me. It's like, no, you should keep them if you can. It's important to them. And I yeah. do see it because Bella's dying, not having, you know, she's struggling so much because she doesn't really know where her birth mom is and it's, it's affecting her. Um, she knows a little bit based on what information we got from social workers because a new, DCFS case opened up because she had another baby. Yeah, so um, she's a little bit and but it's it's you can see she's very traumatized by not knowing every single day what's going on with her mom. She thinks about her all the time. So I was very game for open adoption, and then the birth family kind of ruined it. Yeah, and so we have a closed one now. That's
1: where like each case yeah. has to be its own. Yeah, like it, you really need to do what's best for the children yes. and the family, and it's not. No, like we have a fam- We have a friend who did foster care, and she's in Texas. She basically adopted the whole family. Like he got the kids back and then like a month or two later was like, I can't give them the life that you can give and then gave them to them. Mm -hmm. And they do birthday parties together. They see together and like they, the husband is basically mentoring this father. Yeah. So like they adopted the whole family. It was just like, that's how beautiful it could be. Yeah. You know? But then you have faces where it's like, no, there's too much emotional abuse. There's too, yeah. It's not, it's not going to work. It's not healthy. Like every yeah. case, this is the reason I don't understand judgment half the times. So I'm like, why yeah. are you going to say that one way is the right way? Yeah. Like open adoption, yes, you should strive for that. But if it is not healthy, yeah. then it is not best for the family and you shouldn't do it. So why are you going to judge a family yeah. you decided against it? You know? I will say like, where you we're, never know
0: where we're open is we have a relationship with at least one of the kids. Uh, that's been adopted to another family. We've put the request out for a second, the, one of the other ones. And so we're open to the kids knowing the kids.
1: Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's siblings weird. is,
0: yeah, that's, I insane. think, but I'm not to the parents.
1: But that's not nice. healthy for them. No. I mean, the girls want to know, but we just don't have the access. So. Yeah. And they're not emotionally ready. So. All right. Well, um, so what's your website so we
0: can promote ourselves? Because you have a show this Friday, but this is probably coming out Saturday, so that show will be over. But November 11th, Fostering oh, Funny. Yeah. I was like, what show do I have? The improv show. Yes. <laughs> uh, so November 11th, Fostering Funny. Patty and I will both be there. It's an amazing show Patty is producing. Yes. Where everybody is tied to foster care Hopefully or adoption. Hopefully we
1: get Nia. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I see. I've, I've sent another email out. We're in, okay. we're in, we're in, we're in the talks. it would be great. If not, she'll be with us in spirit. Yes. <laughs> so, um, um, yeah, that's it. But my but wife, you. Where's my, your website? The real wait, no, what
0: is my website? All right, well, mine I is oh, ohetherah.com.
1: So you can go there to see my upcoming shows. Oh, I know what mine is now. What is it? <laughs> it's pattycrouch.com. Oh, okay, well, that's, that's easy. That's easy. <laughs> so uh, the dates are all wrong on there and all past, but hey, whatever. we we'll try to keep I'll that. Follow it. us on Instagram,
0: Facebook.
1: Yeah. This Thanks is slowly
0: starting to upload to all the streaming services, so you should see us across the board. Do you have an email? Uh, mother podcast at gmail.com okay, No well. G at the end podcast yes. at gmail.com
1: Alright, I don't know Send us an email I guess Yeah, we're lonely Ask Gracie. us some questions Gracie, send us a well, question Well, Claudette and Joni you know, and those like, people so Listen, I love Larlene, it. All right, we're, it We're good Alright Bye Bye
0: <laughs> The mother Podcast is hosted and produced by Patty Crouch and Heather Dragulescu. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts Spotify Anchor
1: or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to visit us online at motherfnpodcast.com.